This podcast is brought to you by Convo Cloth, the official clothing apparel of the NBC podcast. For the latest apparel, please go to www.nothingbutconvos.com. Now, let's get into the latest episode of the NBC podcast with your boy, S. McCann. What's good, people? It's the NBC Podcast with your boy, S. McCann. And this is episode 53 equals week five review. And then this week, we got that dub against the Rams. 23-14. It ain't look good in the beginning. We settled down as a defense and shut them out in the second half. So in this episode, I break down the standout players on defense, the standout players on offense, and our next week battle against the Jets. So sit back and relax. Let's get it. Episode 53. Eagles week five review. And this week, we got that dub against the Rams. Didn't look good in the beginning. But you always have to make adjustments during the game. And we know as Eagles fans, in the past, we never made adjustments and it bit us at the end of the game. But with this coaching staff, they know how to make these in-game adjustments at the half adjustments. And so far, we've been victorious. So in this game, Cooper Cup was cooking us in the beginning. We ain't know what to do. Oh, my goodness. Dude had eight receptions, 118 yards, 14.8 yards of reception. He was getting busy. Matthew Stafford was out there comfortable. We wasn't getting no pass rush on him. We didn't know how to defend Cooper Cup. It was a little weird because you didn't have any tape on Cooper Cup the whole season. So you might was thinking, oh, let's go back to previous seasons and see what he did and what He likes to do while playing receiver, but you needed some type of visual in this year because each year is different. Once they got a visual on what he was doing, how they was incorporating him in this offense, they did a better job in the second half. We shut down a running game again, and that's been all five weeks with a number one rushing defense in the league. Passing, not so much. They cooked us in the passing game. And you might think they only scored 14 points. Yeah, but in the beginning, we ain't know what we was doing in the beginning. Is Slay going to follow Cooper Cup? 
Slay never played in a slot like that or didn't practice in a slot like that all week. And so now you're looking at Slay to travel because he said he wanted to travel. He wanted to shut him down and all of that, but he was getting cooked. Cooper Cup was on fire. Goodness. And in that first half, they was getting busy on us. But, like I said, they only scored 14 points. And all of those points came in the first half. Adjustments, adjustments, adjustments. I like how this defense, they make a adjustment. During the game and at halftime. And they have a lot of player input on that. It isn't just the coaches saying it's my way or nothing. They are incorporating the players within the play calling, within the scheme, within a lot of things. Defense standout players. I think this game came down to someone understanding how to play the nickel slot corner. And we had just picked up Bradley Roby. He was sitting at home. We signed him to the practice squad, and this was his first game playing. He just got signed early during the week, and then he's playing on Sunday. That's to him being a professional, his skill set, and the coaches putting him in the right places to succeed. He played all over in the defense when he was at the Saints, Denver, and also Houston. But he has made his name as a nickel slot cornerback. He's a veteran. He knows how to play. And in that game, the game changed when they added him into the lineup. When they added him to the lineup, it was a stability where now they can go back and play their base defense that they have been playing all year and practice that base defense in training camp and everything, and they had a stability with them. They weren't running around. Slay wasn't following Cooper Cup. They looked like a sturdy secondary when Roby came in. I like the fact that Roby put his hands on the receiver, making the receiver think about their route, think about the defense that's getting played on them. In the beginning of the game, they was just letting receivers run free, run free, run free, run free. And I'm always one of those people I like to say, why don't you put your hands on the receiver? Put your hands on the receiver. Make that route a little bit harder for them to come out their break, for them to 
to understand their route tree when they're when they have a hand on them. I know it's easy to say, but what Roby did in a few snaps that the ball went his way, he disrupted the receiver's route at the beginning of the route that messed up the route at the end. And that's just being a veteran on how to play in the nickel slash slot cornerback on Reddick. Closed the game. He had two sacks. Then they tried to block him with a running back. Come on, man. Stop it. Jalen Carter. Two sacks. One sack was violent. He smoked the lineman and got to the quarterback, Matthew Stafford. When you have stability in a defense... If you have stability in the line, the cornerbacks can play faster. When you have stability in the back end, the line can get more pressure. That's all I ask with this defense, to have stability. Justin Evans came back. Now, I know in other pods I didn't like how Justin Evans was playing that other safety spot, but he's better than Edmonds. And it showed this game. He was in his spot where he needed to be most of the time, and it showed. Offensively, we still can't score in the red zone, but we did have a red zone touchdown this game. And the offense should go through the tight end because it opens up everything else. When you can go to the tight end in the middle of the field, now you have safeties coming down to help out. You have linebackers rolling to the tight end, and sometimes you'll get a mismatch, a corner might have to stick the tight end. A safety might have to stick the tight end. A linebacker might have to stick the tight end. A defensive end might have to stick the tight end. When you get in certain coverages and certain matchups. And in this game, Dallas Goddard was cooking them in the beginning of the game. Eight receptions. 117 yards. 14.6 yards of reception, a touchdown in the red zone. He was cooking them. They put a DN on him. Smoked the DN. They had a linebacker on him. Cooking linebackers. They had corners on him. Cooking corners. Running through safeties. He's a beast, man. And this was his breakout game. And now... When you have certain games from certain players, now teams have to account for them. Now, I don't know about the other games, the other four games, how they were playing our team with Dallas Goddard and Devontae Smith and all of that because 
A.J. Brown has been going off. But when you account for A.J. Brown or you account for Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard going to be open. And then if you account for all three of those players, DeAndre Swift out the backfield, Kenny Gainwell out the backfield. So this offense is coming into its own where now you can see the passing game is now getting up to what the running game was. Jalen Hurts, 25 of 38, 303 yards, one touchdown, one pick. That pick was an excellent pick from the corner. Him and A.J. Brown wasn't on the same page. It looked like a back shoulder or a fade or whatever. He he threw the ball a little short, thought, thinking that A.J. Brown was going to come back to the ball, and the corner read that perfectly. Jalen Hurts rushing. 15 carries, 72 yards, 4.8 yards a carry, one touchdown. This looked like the Jalen Hurts of last year running the ball. I don't know what happened during the first four games. He might have been nicked up. They might have been saying, hey, we don't want you to take hits. He might have been thinking about it too much. But this game, he probably said, man, I feel better or I just don't care. I'm going to play my game. And he was cooking them on the ground. One play, I thought his knee was going to snap. But he got a strong lower body. And he got the first. If he's throwing like this, because some balls was right on the money, he's coming into it. I'm telling you, he's getting hot. And I don't know what you're going to do with him especially with all these weapons. So if you can run the ball as a quarterback, pass the ball as a quarterback, and pass it efficiently, we're not talking about little dumps and dink. Like, he's slinging this thing around. He looked like he's getting back to his form of last year. Like, the rust is knocking off a little bit. And then... You have DeAndre Swift running the ball, 17 carries, 70 yards, 4.1 yards a carry. He had six receptions, 38 yards, six yards of reception, dumping it off to him. So he had 108 total yards from scrimmage. That's hard. That's hard to defend. That's hard, especially when your quarterback giving you 72 yards. Your running back giving you 70. The other running back gave you 17. That's hard. But I just want to talk about, if you want to say it was a two-minute drill going into the half for us to score when we needed it. And that's why I have so much confidence in this team because when they need to do something, they do it. The first couple weeks when they needed to run the ball because the passing game wasn't there, they did it. And they did it efficiently. They were smashing people. And now when they want to pass the ball or they need to pass the ball, they can do that too. 
So what you going to do when everything is clicking? When they want to run the ball, they'll do it. When they want to pass the ball, they will do it. If Jalen Hurts wants to run, he'll do it. That's unstoppable. But before the half, what caught my eye, it was like, I think it was like 30 seconds. It was seconds. It wasn't minutes. They blitzed Jalen Hurts. I don't know if he checked at his play or whatever at the line. He threw the ball where only A.J. Brown could catch it. A.J. Brown, the best receiver in the league right now, stuck out his left arm, caught the ball, one-hand catch. Bang. In stride. Went down there. The next play. Back to A.J. Brown. Jalen Hurts. Seen the corner. Overplaying it. Through a fade. Or a comeback. For A.J. Brown to come back. Passing the fence. We at the one. And y'all know. The brotherly shove. Is unstoppable. Bang. Scored. That quick. When you can put up points at will when you need to, that team right there that I seen before the half, that's unstoppable. When you can say, yo, we need this, I'm going to go out and get it. That's unstoppable. And let's get to A.J. Brown, the best receiver in the league. Six receptions, 127 yards, 21 yards a reception. He's cooking people. Beating people. Running after the catch. Blocking. He's the best all-around receiver in the game. And he's the best receiver in the game to me. He's the best receiver in the game to me. And I know Devontae Smith did not get any targets this game. He had one reception, six yards, but he was a decoy on a lot of those passes. And you still got to stay engaged when you win the game. You still got to stay engaged because when you're a decoy or you're the main target, that's still a good outcome for your team because you still engaged. They're focused on you, but then you get your teammate open. One of the plays on offense that I was steaming was a screen play, quick screen to Quez Watkins. Everything was blocked up. He goes into the blocks or the block. He could have probably scored on this thing. Playing soft. I don't know what we're going to do with that third receiver. If we're going to trade Quez Watkins, bring somebody in with some speed or something. I don't know. OZ, I like OZ. He's a good receiver. But Quez, I think it's time for him to go. Like, I, I really do. So, injuries. Coming in to the next game 
against the Jets. Slay will be out with the knee. Carter, our standout rookie, D tackle, out with an ankle. Justin Evans, our starting safety, will be out on IR with a knee. And Quez Watkins is out. Quez Watkins still dealing with some hamstring issues and all of that. But I just think his confidence ain't there. He said he was going to be back this year, ready to go, ready to compete. But you're not ready to compete, man. He the weakest link on offense right now because his head ain't in the game. Come on, bro. If you're going to be out there, you got to have your head in the game. Trade rumors. Two teams that look like trade partners for the Eagles. The Broncos, they terrible. And the Carolina Panthers. The Broncos, they do have Justin Simmons. Then they have the safety Jackson, which he's older. But the only player that I would want from the Broncos it's Justin Simmons. He's a beast at safety. The Panthers, they have a few people that they're putting on the trading block. And our number one target from them should be Chin. The safety Chin. He's a beast. His first and second year was crazy. And it is reports out there that we were looking to draft him in the second round if we did not get Jalen Hurts. So they in on him, and I hope we get him, and then we can play him at big nickel and then still have the nickel in, take that linebacker out, put the the slot corner in, Roby, chin at the other linebacker, but, you know, big nickel safety, three safeties or whatever, what have you. And then – have Sidney Brown at the other safety with blank. I don't think that will work. But who knows? So this week against the Jets, they out one of their starting cornerbacks. And I think they're out one of their offensive linemen. They're not a good run-stopping team. So I think what we should do is start out running the ball Swift going to have a big day. Dallas Goddard might have another big day. A.J. Brown might be a decoy this game. And Devontae Smith might go off. I know Jalen Hurts. He feeling good right now. The last two games, he's been him. And I think that we should win this game. It could be tough because it's a road game. But I know we travel good. So I'm going with my boys, 27, 13, Eagles. With that, people, it's a wrap. One. So that was episode 53, Eagles Week 5 Review. And in that episode, I broke down what the defense looked like, what the offense looked like, the standout players on defense and offense our next week opponent in the Jets 
and how this team is coming together, playing, winning football, but we ain't hit that gear yet. But with that, people, we know it's a long season, 17 weeks, and you won't look perfect in the beginning, but you do want to look perfect at the end of the season. So with that, people, it's a wrap. Stay safe, give respect, and show love. One. Make sure you go listen to all old and new NBC podcast episodes on all podcasting platforms. And please go to www.nothingbutconvos.com for the latest apparel.